hello, hello. Welcome to episode 39 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And we are happy to be talking to you today. I only wish that everybody could be here in the studio with us to see that not only is Jacob packing his five-hour energy extra strength. Oh, you know it. Is that necessary? Do you, yeah. Five-hour energy is not enough for you? You need extra all-cap well, strength? I, I feel like I've built up a tolerance to it over this time. <laughs> that makes sense. Before you know it, I'm going to have to buy only two or three just <laughs> that, to get that same. That story ch- checks out. Chasing the dragon over here. But more importantly is that Jacob is wearing the most adorable short-sleeve button-down covered with little red lobsters. You like that? <laughs> I'm making a fashion statement for you, Michelle. Will you sing for me? Will you sing the song? I wish I could. Rock lobster. <laughs> I would dare not try to yeah. reach the vocal heights of the B-52s. That's probably tell you. true. Besides, I'm the guy, so I got to do that weird voice. <laughs> you get oh, to do yeah, the, you get the, the easy one. The, the, Rock lobster. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was enough for me. Thank See, you. I'm happy with just that. So um, I'm a little bummed out by you i mean you're forgiven because of the shirt but you know you probably saw on my linkedin that is my 10-year work anniversary where was the love ah uh, you know i kind of missed that that it was the 10-year anniversary <laughs> yeah, is it really only 10 years yeah wow. only feels yeah. so long to me is that well i mean well i mean like you, you're a fixture at this point michelle that's what it is they, i am they should i am equal to a doorknob or a bookshelf they, they were already talking about <laughs> the Mich- um the michelle snyder official doorknob here at the buffalo New oh County that'd Public be nice Library. it would be like just shine it up get some initials in it um but yeah so i've been here since 2008 and it got me a thinking <laughs> get the old brain juices flowing i mean so what was going on in pop culture 10 years ago? I mean, 2008, who can remember anything? I can barely remember what was popular last year. Yeah, all the good old days of 2008. So let's talk. Let's go back. Let's take a little time machine back to younger, thinner Michelle and, and her first younger, days at the library. And younger, fatter Jacob with longer hair. That's, I like this little time Yeah, machine. why are you, you're improving with time. I feel like maybe I'm going downhill a little bit. I need, I need to work on that. I can't wait till I start getting the salt and pepper thing going. Then I'm going to like get myself an English accent Oh yeah, you're gonna off be, to the you're races. Gonna be, you're going to be mad attractive. I'm going to go full Sean Connery with it. Oh God. I don't know why. Lock up your daughters, ladies. It's <laughs> not good. Okay, so did you know, so one improvement. Is that in 2008 gas was 3.39 a gallon? It's 2.84 now, so steal of a deal. Yeah, you know it's been better. It's been worse. Yeah, I still feel like it shouldn't be that high. 2.84 seems a bit high. Yeah, but no, it's definitely great. better than 3.30. That's for sure. But um, so in 2008, that's when that three months uh, writer strike happened in movies and TVs. And that was kind I, of a big deal because that messed up a couple shows. Yes, it did. I remember that. It killed Heroes. Yeah. Heroes was done after that. Yeah, there was strike. there was a few. Um, Fidel Castro retired. Oh. So that's when we say goodbye had to a good Fidel. Career. He had great hats for he did. sure. Those are some great, I love those little caps. So the International Cigar Hall of Fame, of course. But as Fidel left, uh, Putin was appointed as Prime Minister of, of Russia. I could not be doing air quotes harder than appointed. <laughs> appointed well, yeah. But yeah, I guess that is true. So that was a thing. Um, another that I thought was kind of a big deal is that that is when Bill Gates finally stepped down as chairman of Microsoft and began work full time at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. 
Okay. That's just nice. I They've feel like given money to so many things. Yeah, like all all the monies. All the monies are coming from them. And Microsoft's, you know, have been doing pretty good for themselves since then, being yeah. one of the most profitable companies in the world. Bill and Melinda, they're they're doing all right. Um one I was like, Oh, that's kinda cool is that Airbnb was founded ten years ago. Really? Yeah. Ten years ago. Wow, that that one actually seems more contemporary than ten years ago. I think we all slept on it for a while. Like I think it took a while for it to get as popular as it is. Um, kind of like Netflix, where it was like a slow burn. At the I start. was early on Netflix. My mom gave it to me. It was like a three month subscription. Mm-hmm. Like right when it came out, she's like, "This sounds like something you'd like," and I was like, "This is the best." So I feel like I was. I like, really could have put money into stock back I, then. I put my money on uh, Blockbuster on the go or whatever that was. Oh, <laughs> didn't very work. bad decision. Didn't let me well. tell you. What else is going on? I was updating my MySpace. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, uh, Bush had signed that seven hundred million dollar bailout for the financial system. Ah. So we were all really. We were feeling the stress of that. O.J. Simpson was found guilty of kidnapping and armed robbery. Free man now, so that's all. It took ten years. I mean, that nine was nine years it. for that. And the big one was Obama won the presidency. So our fir- first black president happened two thousand and eight. Big year. It's a big, big year. Two thousand eight. Right. Um. So yeah, let's see what a big year it was for movies and TV and books. So. I will mention just quickly, because I think we have to, is that in 2008, the Twilight movie came out. Did it now, really? that's a big deal just because it's Twilight, and I'm pretty sure it kind of ruined those two people's lives for quite a period of time. Two, three people's lives. I didn't, um, what's his name? Jacob. Yeah, but hey, I feel Jacob. like that, he hasn't recovered. His career still hasn't recovered yet. What's his yet. name? Tyler Laudner? I've actually watched like them in reverse order, so I have, I'm up to like the third to last one. The third to last. Yeah, I've seen them like the last. I saw the last one first, and oh. then I saw the one before that. Interesting. And they're just—it's like they're getting terrible. They're starting to get into the really bad Twilight area. I'm. They. I think they weren't great from the beginning, but I mean, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson have done well since then. And then I'm just going to quickly mention that uh, Slumdog Millionaire came out then, and it was actually the uh, the Oscar winner the next year, but for the 2008 films. Oh. Which was a great movie. If you haven't seen Slumdog Millionaire, go see it. You'll feel really happy. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but that's that was a pretty good movie. Yeah, but I feel like a, a large majority of people have, you know, they usually grab the Oscar winners. So now we're going to talk about some of the other stuff that was happening then. And then, you know, you can just relax back in 2008 when you had no worries and consume these things. And it's going to be a good time. Sink back into your beanbag chair. <laughs> yeah, because that's what was happening. Big time rocking those Jenko jeans. That was two thousand and eight. Wow, it? you are like you're like <laughs> twenty years off, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so the first one that I want to talk about is the movie Frozen River. Did you ever see it? No, actually, I didn't see that one. It's a really solid film. It's about this woman after her husband deserts her. She's like a working class mother. Um, her name is Ray Edie, and it's she's played by Melissa Leo. And that was the first thing I saw her in, and now she's in lots of stuff. She's definitely super talented. Yeah, um, she's, she's definitely been popping up a lot more lately. Yeah, but so she is in great need of money to find a home. So she's in a really dire situation, and then she is lured by the possibility of easy cash, and she joins with this other woman who's a widowed Mohawk and who earns a living by smuggling immigrants from Canada into the U.S. across the frozen St. Lawrence. So they, like, drive at night across this, like, frozen 
river where there's just nothing. It's 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 really crazy, but it's really well acted, very emotional mm. film. I feel like people kind of slept on it, and now is a good time to remember and to get people to check it out. Yeah, that does sound kind of cool, actually. It is. It's really it's a really good movie. Not for sure. And just bringing people over the the old riverway. Yeah, but like watching them drive over it, and I was like, I do not feel comfortable. Oh no! That that ice is thick enough at no, no, all no. times. I saw the most recent Fast and Furious movie. I know driving on ice does not usually end up well. I mean, if it was in Fast and Furious, I'm sure it was accurate. They got a chat. They did it's get attacked life. by a submarine, so that was a car versus submarine fight. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry that I missed that, you? and will for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, what do you what do you got from us from the past? All right, right off the bat, I'm gonna like because I know it's early in the morning, Michelle. I like to annoy you a little bit. Oh, here he, comes he, something superhero related or wrestling related. Wrestling related. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm gonna go with literally the wrestler starring Mickey Rourke. Oh, I'm one, not annoyed by that at all. One of my favorite movies of 2008. One of my favorite performances of the year. I think he got robbed. I think we've had this discussion before. Yeah. He got robbed for best actor that year, all because he had to show up at WrestleMania. He was fantastic. Yeah. Who won that year? Uh, Sean Penn, Milk. Yep. See, that's the same. No, that's I mean, I like Sean makes. Penn in Milk, but Mickey Rourke probably in The Wrestler. He was really fantastic. Yeah. So for anybody who has not seen this movie, uh, it is about uh, Randy the Ram. That's played mm-hmm. by uh, Mickey Rourke is playing. He's a uh, former big time wrestler in the '80s, um, and it's now set in you know 2008. So he's no longer a big star. He's working independent shows on the weekends, and then working at a supermarket during the week. Visiting Marissa Tomei at a strip club in his spare time mm-hmm. is his pseudo relationship. Um, has a heart attack and then has to try to reevaluate his life post injury when he can no longer wrestle and he finds out that he really doesn't have anything else in his life. And he he's kind of he definitely gives a really emotional performance. Oh, he's fantastic! I mm-hmm. never re- really thought Mickey Rourke was much of anything. I mean, he before. was a big deal when he came out. Yeah, and then he got into. Boxing and wrestling, correct? Just boxing. Kind of messed his face up a little and really messed it up completely. (laughs) Yeah. And then decided to just do weird stuff with his look. Yeah. Got all like Val Kilmery and greasy looking. Yeah. But yeah, this movie you've got a real Val Kilmer thing we're gonna have to address at some point off air. I feel like you need to lay on a couch and talk to me about your Val Kilmer. We can discuss Val Kilmer for literally seven and a half minutes because that's all I got for you. Wow. But yeah, go check out The Wrestler, folks. It's a fabulous movie. Super good. Um, So yeah, I'll lighten it up with a little bit of a cartoony time, but Wall-E came out then and I feel like Wall-E is really special because it's one of those kind of animated films that I think is going to last like you know throughout the test of time Wally will be around you've seen it right no I haven't I was you, about to say I don't think jerk. I've seen it I that I actually I feel bad about that one because everybody tells me it's fantastic well you'll really like it so um it so Wally W-A-L-L-E is short for waste allocation load litter earth class and okay. he's job, the, is the, the last robot left on Earth, and he spends his days tidying up the planet like one piece of garbage at a time. Um, but during the 700 years that little Wally has been around, he's developed a personality, and oh. it's made him a little lonely. So then he spots Eve, um, who's a, like a sleek and kind of shapely probe, which was sent back to Earth on a scanning mission. And then like... You know, it's about Wally's adventure as he follows oh. Eve across the galaxy. That's a Pixar movie, right? Yeah. Oh, it sounds adorable. It actually does it's sound very, really good. I don't even, actually, now that I'm saying it, I don't know if there's any dialogue. 
I I remember there being a thing that I don't think that there's much. So if, if a movie any. can be wonderful, appeal to adults and kids, and have no dialogue, that's just, that you know that's a well done movie. I feel like this movie's gonna make me sad though. Like I feel like there's gonna be some Pixar sadness going on with. A I mean, they robot. want they want to do that. They're like, have we not stabbed you in your heart yet? Well, here you we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what can we do to upset people? Lonely robot, beautiful. I just think sometimes people don't pick up the animated ones. I don't like when people think animated films are just for kids. Yeah, so they check get, out Wall-E. Yeah, they get a bad rap, and yeah, I I definitely have to see it. You're right. That's a huge gap in my my filmography there so i'm definitely gonna have to jump on that one that's why i like you you're very agreeable yeah sometimes i agree i'm very agreeable <laughs> there Thank you, you go. right on the nose great <laughs> observation oh, i hate him so much <laughs> all right what else do you have um i might as well get both of my annoyances out of the way early okay great i appreciate that <laughs> so 2008 also was uh the dark knight came out that year okay e- easily I liked the dark knight easily the greatest uh, comic book movie. I actually watched it in sections the other day, and uh, I just watched the Joker scenes because really mm-hmm. that's all you need to watch. And you, mm-hmm. the movie actually still makes sense when you just watch those ones. Uh, historic performance, but it was also the year Iron Man came out, and it was the birth of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which, as we all know, is the biggest juggernaut in Hollywood at yeah. this point. So it's important. I mean, that was the start of it. Who knew then? Oh with yeah, Iron Man coming out that it was going to turn into what it is. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was. Like the only reason he got the role is because he, nobody else would hire him, and they needed a big name star that they could afford. And since nobody, his price at that point was super low because of all the drug stuff. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah, the only reason he got it is because they're like, hey. And now he's probably just just rolling the, in it. Oh, he's one of the biggest <laughs> biggest paid actors in the world. He made I forget how much he made. On, he had points on Infinity War. So think about that. Yeah, that's that just tells I, you right there he's just crushing it. Uh, it's also the birth of the MCU idea. Um, where all the movies are all big one connected universe which is cool which, I do like that when they made it was actually a throwaway they just kind of did it as a joke because they didn't actually expect the movie to do well and then it became the number two grossing movie of the year and they kind of were like oh crap we got to work on this again so yeah um, can I just tell you my favorite memory of Iron Man is that so I'm new at the library and I was working the desk and there was this little old lady who would come in all the time with the paper and she would want to check out all of like the highest grossing films. And I was mm-hmm. like, I love this lady. She's like almost 90, but she's trying to keep up with what's hip. But what's hip were definitely like not movies that I would normally think this woman would enjoy. So she'd come up and she'd be like, I need Dark Knight and Iron Man and this and that. We'd get them for her. And then I just remember her coming back to the desk like days later. And she was just like... I did not like that Iron Man. <laughs> I just like loved it. I was like, no, I didn't think that you would. See, nowadays there'll be a we just make a Twitter page for that lady <laughs> yeah, and her she, reviews. I get I get really sad when I think about it because then one day she stopped coming in. We're not gonna talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna get First Wally now. I know. Well, I'm gonna. Oh my God. Let's move on to something uh, a little scarier. So this was the year and a big film, Let the Right One In. Oh, I like that movie. Big in the horror world. Um, so it's about, so it's it's Swedish. It's a Swedish film. They did end up remaking it years later with Let Me In. Yes. Which, which is was, okay. Which was also good. Yeah, that was also good. But Let the Right One In is about Oscar, who's this sensitive kid. He's like bullied 12-year-old um, boy, and he lives with his mother in Sweden. And then he meets his new neighbor, who's this mysterious and moody Eli, and the two of them strike up a friendship 
And as the two of them like slowly form a close bond, it becomes apparent that Eli is not an ordinary young girl. And then she kind of shares her dark secret with Oscar, you know, which is mostly just that uh, she really likes to drink blood and things like that. Yeah. And, and there's a, you know, a string of bloody local murders that perhaps she's involved in. Yeah. And she quite violently uh, likes to drink blood, too, because this movie is not short at all on the violence. In yeah. Some it's just like a really unique vampire film. You never see that, especially with like kids. So the one thing that I loved, though, so the. There is like really great sound editing on this film. Like it's gross as you're like listening as people are being like attacked and stuff. But some of the tricks that they used for the gorier scenes, like when she would bite into skin and flesh, like they would have someone biting into like sausages. Nice. Like that's how they got that sound. And then they would drink yogurt when she was drinking blood. Oh. <laughs> The movie's so good, though. I like, know, it's so good. And then, like, the sound of the children blinking was made by the skin of a grape uh, rubbing against each other in, like, a blinking motion. Who are these psychos that are coming up with this the, sound? That job design? is kind of crazy. I watched this whole special on people that do that. Like, they watch the film, and then they have, like, their room of stuff, and then they make the sounds. But, yeah. So yeah, like, Foley Artist, it's fascinating. Like, just, I love talking about that kind yeah of stuff. totally cool but let the right one in is it's a solid film if you're looking for a new horror film this uh you know halloween and so many of them are garbage this one is not solid film check it out it's not going to be like the witch where you're just going to be sitting there like will something happen for god's sake kind this, of, one, this yeah. one actually has payoff like it had a couple it. moments that you're like oh that's dark and scary looking but no that doesn't count for me is like a horror film that's an art house we're, film we're, yeah we're gonna crap on the witch a little bit but it's like hey we're gonna 15 minute shot of a goat ah terrifying he was, he was a scary goat oh. alright let's do a couple more and then let's talk about some of the books from 2008 alright uh, alright how about this one uh, 2008 was a banner year for television as well because mm-hmm. The Wire ended that se- ended that year that was Sad. the season 5 of The Wire but it picked up with two other great shows, Sons of Anarchy came out that year, okay. which uh, is relevant again because its sequel uh, yeah. debuts this Saw week that. on FX. And Breaking Bad oh. started that year as well. So I think that and was all 10 our lives years ago. Changed. I think television changed in general when Breaking Bad came out because this was this was like the first major like crime show that got huge that built over time. Yeah, and that was just it was set on regular TV. Like you didn't need HBO or anything to see yeah. a really good crime show. Like the Shield, I feel like started it off, but Breaking Bad is unequivocally just what an amazing show. show. And then it led to Better Call Saul, and which is one of the best shows on TV right now. Yeah, they really nailed it. Yeah. Breaking Bad was a perfect show. It's so good. <laughs> I actually have uh, talked my mom into watching it now. Okay, I think she was. My uh, grandma watched it. Really? Yes, and she loved it. She was like, "Oh, it's so violent, it's so gross, but so good." I feel like my mom watched like the whole first season in one day. Yeah, just, like, burned right through it. And Seriously, like, you guys, this is the land of binge. You know, we have all of the discs on the shelf, so you can come, just come and just down. check out two seasons at one time and make that your weekend. We support it. Yeah. No judgment. This is too, this is rundown. We have all of your shows at your local library, all thirty-seven branches across. Erie County. Maybe not every show at every library, but we share. We can get them there. So, we'll like, get them we'll, to you. It's no we'll problem. take care of you. So, no, that's a really good call. But that yeah, was a strong great, year. great year that kicked off the golden age of television that we are still still living in today. 
Okay. Waiting to see if uh, any more Heisenberg shenanigans are going to be going on around. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to just finish up here. I have to recommend the movie In Bruges because I like it. Not enough people have seen it. It's a Martin McDonough film. We've kind of gotten into him um, a bit this year with the three billboards. Yeah. But um, so it's after a particularly difficult job. There's two hitmen, Ray, who's played by Colin Farrell, and Ken, who's played by Brendan Gleeson. Love them both. I love them both. And they head to Belgium. Uh, to hide out until things kind of cool down. Um, and in Belgium is the, t- is the city of Bruges. And Ray hates Bruges, even though it's this like medieval magical city, you know, that Ken thinks is really beautiful. And then it's really just about their experiences, which are just like increasingly surreal and possibly life changing as things go on. And there's a lot of, there's tourists and locals, um, movie stars and the like potential romance it has it all i have to say that i really enjoyed um the movie but then when i went to bruges and then came back and watched the movie again i like loved it because like the brendan gleason character is right bruges is so unbelievably beautiful and magical like me and my friend would just walk in the streets like spinning and we're like where are we it's the most magical wonderful place but then at the same time you can see that if you were there for more than a few days of wonder, you'd be like, what do I do now? There's like nothing to do. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was gonna get into a whole thing, but we really don't have time for that. So I'm just gonna move it along. But In Bruges is awesome. I will say if you are sensitive to cursing, that they, they, uh, the F word is definitely said 126 times in a 107 minute film. Fabulous. That's an average of 1.18 f's per i love that ratio <laughs> i do love that ratio right there that's seriously if, intense if you are a fan of this show you should be all into the f-bombs because they're <laughs> yes. a big big part of or a it's, lot of the or stuff it's you derivatives you will find a lot of that in bruges and then i have to mention i'm not going to talk about it much but sex in the city the movie came out this year what that's a big I, deal yeah i, didn't I got dressed up um did you really did you drink your margaritas or whatever Drink. They drink Cosmos. I don't know. No, me and my friend, um, we did. We like went out. We had a fancy dinner. Uh, we drank really good wine. We went to the movie. We're like, we're dumb to do this. And everyone who was waiting in line for the movie, every single woman was dressed up. And I was oh. like, oh my god, we all got fancy for it. It was a really good movie. We won't talk about the second one, which was terrible. And we might have had brown bags in the theater that we brought. So everything was class. It was like dirty hoodies. <laughs> like everything went down. Well, from but, what I hear about that second movie, it was probably a good move on your behalf. Yeah, to make it, it was. Through. But I think it's it's just important because Sex in the City is a huge cultural Oh, yeah, that show was that was a huge show back then. Yeah, definitely. And then one more I'm just shouting out because I don't want anyone to watch it, which is that movie Schenectady, New York. I never saw that, but I was always very curious what it was all about because it has a really cool cover. Well, on I mean, it. it has Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he's like this go. this bleak theater director, and his wife and his daughter left him, and he has like a strange disease, and his body is shutting down, and he's super super miserable, um, and he leaves Schenectady to head to New York City, where he's trying to like gather a cast of character of excuse me actors and um, telling them how to like live their lives. I don't know. I hated that movie, and Andrew and I were watching it at the time when we were kind of first dating, and the movie made you feel so terrible. Like, we ended up getting in a fight, like, terrible, and we, like, it was, like, the worst fight. We were seriously about to break up, and then we were like, time out. 
is this because it's connected to New York? And I was like, it is. Like, it's this movie that set us on this path. So we we don't look at it fondly. You are just a like ball of sunshine this morning. <laughs> You're just giving me all kinds of happiness coming out. This of is today. me in the morning. I got it. We're gonna talk about that off air. What was this fight about? I gotta know. I now. don't even remember. I just know that it was the mood that the movie created. Like it put us in such a foul mood that you were like, I have to fight with someone. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, so that's it. Do you have one more? Or do you want to like hop into books? We're running a little. Um, I'll just rattle off a couple real quick. Um, Taken, of course, came out this year. Oh, that was fabulous big. movie. We all know about the uh, special skills that Liam Neeson got kicked off his action star career. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Liam Neeson. Thank you for letting right me here do on that. The show. Thank you for letting me do that. Um, Pineapple Express also came out that year. Did like that. Which was uh, the kickoff of the Judd Apatow thing. Danny McBride, Seth Rogen, our boy yep. James Franco. All. Yeah. Oh, that Curious Case of Benjamin Button came out. I did like oh, that movie. Okay. Yeah, that's that was good interesting one. because of the use of the kind of going backwards, where Brad Pitt literally got younger and hotter throughout the movie. I approved. That's how he, how he rolls, man. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, last but not least, I'm going to go with Rambo. The fourth Rambo movie came out this year. Such a good movie. I have not seen so much death and destruction (laughs) as you will see in the last (laughs) 10 minutes of this movie. Uh, They literally kill over 100 people with machine guns. It's just Rambo Rambo with a 50 caliber machine gun screaming and just mowing down <laughs> these people and it's just like the greatest thing like if you have the image it in your head it sounds like a Jacob movie sweaty Stallone just <laughs> for 10 minutes blowing people up it is amazing I went into that I remember distinctly walking into that movie in a really bad mood and I went to go see it because I'm like maybe Rambo will make me feel better and like right, success I literally by the end success. I was like laughing with um, joy at some of like the over the top violence that was happening it was just so great okay that's awesome go check it out I like that a lot alright let's uh, do a few books that were popular then I'm not going to get into it because it's huge but huge. in September of 2008 is when Hunger Games came out that's right I've, have you read all those I have yes I, have I loved the first one I kind of liked the second one and I didn't like the third one I actually like the second one more but I like the first one as well the third one I didn't hate as much as many people did but I, can I just see thought the series kind of lost it for me but either way you know pop culture forever yeah um, but a book that came out at that time that I loved is called City of Thieves it's actually written by David uh, Beninoff who's the co-creator of Game of Thrones oh, the HBO okay. the series obviously not the book um, very topical to give that a shout out because I feel like that thing is definitely going to be more popular now that he's who he is I mean I, I wish it was it's a really enjoyable book it's about so it's about the Nazis siege of Leningrad and uh, Leningrad Lev is uh, the main character and he's arrested for looting and then he's thrown into the same cell as this um, deserter named Kolya and instead of Nailed being it. executed the two of them are given a shot at saving their own lives by complying with this like outrageous directive of they have to secure a dozen eggs for a powerful Soviet colonel to use in his daughter's wedding cake. Okay. So they are in a city that is cut off from all supplies and everyone is like suffering from unbelievable deprivation and they have to embark on this hunt 
um, through this kind of lawless Leningrad and behind enemy lines to find this impossible thing. I know a lot about the Siege of Leningrad. I spend a lot of time reading and watching World War II books. Okay. So sometime we can get into it, but yeah, that sounds awesome. Because it's a really good book. It's insightful. It's funny. Uh, I feel like it's really cinematic. Um, it has like the whole World War II adventure and a coming of age story. So I highly recommend it. I've never talked to anyone who's also read it. So I think it's worth checking out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that actually. Cool, what else, you, what do you got for us? Uh, I got two, uh, I'm gonna go um, dead, from Dead to Worse. It is the eighth book in the Charlene Harris Southern Vampire. It's the books that they bl- based oh, True Blood off of. Okay, so okay. I read, yeah. I read <laughs> embarrassingly every one of these books. There's like 13 of them. Wow. They're, they are just literally romance novels. And I read every one Look of them. I was excited you. to read them too. I oh. like burned through them all. I do recommend the entire series because okay. they're a lot more fun than what that show devolves into in its later years. Yeah, I only watched, I think, the first season. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all it. you need to worry about. After that, it gets kind of, it becomes okay. vampire porn. And then. Uh, Yikes. That's <laughs> what it is. It's not, it's not. I'm not the creator. Uh, and then I'm surprised you didn't mention uh, Name of the Wind came out in 2008. It did not. It did. It I looked did? it up. Yeah, it was on the books on Amazon when I was doing my research on the episode. It came out then? Mm-hmm. So oh, that is something. I know that is like one of your favorite books. I Truly. Go, I, this winter, I'm going to read it. I'm going to finish it this time. I, I, never, I always run out of time because it's so thick, and I run out of my 21 days to read the book. You get to renew that twice. I you know. have so long to read that book. I know. I, I also s- own it and will hand it to you, oh, and well, then you'll have all the time in the world. Well, I didn't know that. All right. I've always been bothering getting it from the library. <sighs> Moving along, I want to recommend the book The Gargoyle uh, by Andrew Davidson. And it takes place on a dark road in the middle of the night. A car plunges into a ravine. The driver ends up surviving the crash, but his injuries are severe. And he ends up in a hospital burn unit. Mm. He is super, super burned. And then this mysterious woman shows up, and she is insisting to him that they were lovers in medieval Germany. And he was a mercenary then, and she was a scribe. And it's a story that like spins their past lives together. And like he obviously doesn't believe any of this, but it becomes kind of hard to dismiss it. But I will say, I mean, this book is really engrossing, but it's like as engrossing as it is gruesome because he's covered in burns and like the things that they have to do to him and they really describe it. Oof. It's the kind of book that you almost want to read with like one eye closed. Oh. Like it's it can be really hard, but all in all it's a tale of love and redemption and I think it's it's solid and if you can kind of get past that, it's really really interesting book. I I liked when uh he asked him, "Honey, um, if we were really married, how many years was it? And she looked at him and she said, nine. Get it? Because it's a German medieval. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right, Michelle. What? I got to try to bring it up a why bit. Gotta, because, why you end it like this? Because you have brought a big old dark cloud. <laughs> we're talking about Leningrad. We're talking about burn oh, victims. Oh, boy. All right. Lonely robots. We're over here, but do one more. I'll oh. do one more, and then we'll count your lobsters, and we'll end the show. Go on. All right. Go watch Cloverfield. Also another okay. movie that came out that year. First one's good. Second one's better. Third one's trash. But check out the first one because <laughs> it is really good monster movie uh, from J.J. Abrams before we became who he is nowadays. Okay. So, yeah, that or Yes Man with Jim Carrey. It's a perfectly serviceable movie. It's been on a lot. I always watch it. It's one of those kind of movies. 
I back never Jim, trust when you have those kinds of movies. But back, okay. back when Jim Carrey used to actually, it's a Jim Carrey movie. Back yeah. when he used to make them, and you know, it's it's not it's impossible for it not to be enjoyable. Okay. So check out both of those, folks. I will say that um, one of the best-selling books, uh, the best-selling book on Amazon in 2008, it didn't come out in 2008, but it's called A New Earth: Awakening to Your Life's Purpose by Eckhart Tolle. I don't know. I didn't read it. It's an Oprah book, but hey, it was big. Maybe it's time for that. And then I just have to quickly mention, because my dad is a big listener to the show, the book Anathem came out this year by Neil Stevenson. He's that guy that wrote Snow Crash. What is Anathem? Oh, man. So Anathem is a book that friends bought me because they were like, here's the premise. You're going to love it. It's about this alternative universe where scientists and philosophers and mathematicians live in seclusion behind ancient monastery walls until they're like called back into the world to deal with this like crazy crisis. So it sounds awesome. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy one for my dad so that we can read it at the same time, because sometimes we do that and then we can talk about the story. And let me just say that as you read it, they have like a made up language throughout it, but it has like a huge glossary. So you're reading it and you're like literally two sentences in and you're like, okay, I don't know that word. Let me turn to the glossary. And then when you turn to the glossary to look up the word within the definition of the word is another word that you don't know. So then you have to look up a word that's in the definition to get back to the story. Huh. So we cho- each your own adventure, yeah. we no, you don't understand. We each made it like a chapter, and we were like, "Bye!" It like <laughs> bounce out of this book. I cannot look up these six thousand words, and it haunts my dad because it's like the only book that he's ever been gifted that he hasn't read. So you say, Dad, you're going to read it at some point. That's you let right. me know how it is because I'm out forever. You literally just got called out on the show. <laughs> yes, you got to do it now. You have to because I'm out. So, okay, that's that's it. That's 2008. Yeah. Awesome year. Fabulous year. A lot of good stuff happens then. Definitely. Give, a, it, little, give a little plugs here of before course, we go. Everything that you hear on All Booked Up, you guys can pick up at your local library. Uh, either head on down or request it. We'll have it all sent out. And you can also check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher for free. Don't forget to tell your friends because, you know, yeah. We're nice people. Do it. And then always visit uh, www.buffalolib.org to find out upcoming programs and awesome things that are happening. So now, because we talked about time today, I can't leave you without a couple facts that I think are fascinating. Okay. So did you know that when the dinosaurs were alive, there were 370 days in a year? But the Earth's spin is getting slower because the moon's gravity is kind of acting as like a drag on it. So days are getting longer by about 1.7 milliseconds per century. So it's crazy. And let me tell you, I can feel it. it you can feel like it, it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, also crazy is we all know that light takes a long time to reach us. Mm-hmm. So that like everything that we see is in the past. So the sunlight that you see right now coming in your window is eight minutes and 20 seconds old. Ugh. And the light from our nearest star, which is Proxima, uh, Proxima Centura, that light is four years old. I uh, hate it, Jacob. I just, I, you know, I thought I was going to be in a terrible mood, and you just made me feel so much better. Well, this one's going to really mess you up. Last one. So new experiences seem longer um, in our memories than familiar ones, like, which is actually true. It's called, so it's called the oddball effect. And it seems to be why time feels like it's going faster as you get older, because the more stuff is familiar to you. And things that are familiar to you are shorter in your mind than things that are new 
feel longer. So because everything's familiar, everything feels shorter. Thus, it feels like time is going faster. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Kind of like the enjoyment you get from listening to this show, ladies and gentlemen. Is that fast or slow? It's always, it always goes by too fast. That's That's exactly what happens. That's my boy. That's how he ends it. All right, you guys, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.